Hey, it's Tariq Ali. A little birdie told me that you wish there was more frequent uploads to help you in your healing journey and that you didn't have to wait months for the next podcast episode. Well, now you don't have to. Check the description to find out how you can leap into healing, the subscriber edition of this podcast where you will get weekly episodes. Yep, you heard me. Weekly episodes. These exclusive subscriber-only episodes will include tools and tangible practices and methods I've come up with to help you heal and grow, reviews of the main show episodes for messages you may have missed, and even more bonus episodes like affirmations, mindset shifts, and Ask Tariq. Check out the description so you can find out more and start leaping into healing today. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to that conversation. I just want to say thank you for coming back. I mean, this is episode two, man. Like, we're here. Like, we really here. And I'm just so happy. Um, Everyone that did tune into episode one, you literally got the podcast charting before I even, before we even got started. And so I just want to say thank you for that. Um, And this is to continued success. But not only continue success for me, but continue growth for everyone, every listener, every person that's resonating with these stories and with these conversations. Um, And that's what today's episode is really about, you know, because in the first episode I shared, you know, I was sharing my stream of consciousness of me trying to get to the bottom of my fear and my anxiety. And I shared a story about how I wasn't accepted in my queerness. And then I also shared my story of being juggled through homes and homelessness and all of that, right? I shared my story. And usually when I share my story or I share my experience, I do leave a lot of room for interpretation and everybody picks what they need from different episodes and from different experiences. But I always wanna make it my job to give the tools to do the work on your own of the things that I learned and the things that I'm using to work on myself um, so that you can do it in your own time if you want. But yeah, that's what we're going to be doing today. I'm so excited about this um, episode because as I was listening to episode one back, if you listen to the progression of the episode in the beginning, you can hear me being so anxious. I'm stuttering. I can't catch my words. I don't know what I really want to say. And then as the episode progresses and I'm showing up and I'm being me and I'm being honest and I'm being transparent, you can see how the words are coming more easily. The inspiration is coming more easily. And that's because I'm making space for me to just exist and to be myself. And I'm supporting myself. I'm pouring into myself. Okay. So the first thing I really want to talk about is listening to your anxiety and fear. Okay. So This is really big. I mean, this was honestly why I shared it so raw in the way that I did, because I think a lot of times um, before I did the work and the work that I'm talking about is the work I'm about to explain to you now. Before I did the work, when I had moments like that, if I got if I got in front of a camera or if I got on a mic or if I just went to anything where I, I had an expectation of how I wanted to perform, if I don't show up to that standard that I set for myself I would immediately just be hard on myself. Um, And by me being hard on myself, it would just increase the anxiety and it would just make it worse. And then I just never could just show up in the way that I know that I can because I'm not making space for myself. And so this is the first tool is really just making space for yourself when you are scared and when you are anxious. There's something about fear and anxiety that people think that if you just bully it, if you just keep pushing it and you just keep yelling at it, that it'll get better. It's kind of like those, like some people like this, you know, some people like a trainer that tells them, get up fatty, don't eat that, you know, get do the squat, you know, but that that's not sustainable. 
<laughs> and it's not long lasting. It has no longevity because nobody wants to be talked to, talked to like that. Yeah. Bullying does get people to do things. We know how shame works. We know how guilting works, but that has no longevity. I want you to name three people in your life right now that constantly guilt and shame you to get to your goals that you enjoy. Or maybe name some people in your life that shame and guilt you in general and you enjoy them. You want to be around them. You feel supported by them. Exactly. <laughs> and that is exactly why I always say we have to treat ourselves like we treat other people. And I, I seriously mean this. I mean, and if you don't even understand that, if you don't even know what that looks like, start talking to yourself like another person. Okay. Because if somebody else was as hard and guilted me and shamed me when I'm trying to reach a goal and when I don't make it, or if I don't make it to a standard that that person's holding to me, they yell at me or they guilt me and they shame me. That's just going to make me uncomfortable. So we have to understand that the same thing is happening when we do that to ourselves. You think you're just pushing yourself when you're like, come on, girl, you're not doing it. You're not doing it. What the hell? You missed the gym for three days and now you in here. and That's not supportive. If you told your friend today, hey, I want to go to the gym on Friday. And then when Friday comes, your friend asks, hey, did you go to the gym? And you're like, no, I wasn't feeling well. See, that's why you're going to stay fat. Whoa, whoa. Would you stay friends with that person? You wouldn't even feel supported by that person. So that's what I mean when I say speak to yourself how you would another person and listen to yourself how you would another person. Because if you, if someone else said that to you, you wouldn't like it. So why would you like it if you said it to yourself? So I'm saying all this to say that in that moment you could see, and I communicated that I was anxious and I was scared. And instead of shaming myself for that, I said, Tariq, you're anxious, you're scared. Let's talk about it. What's scaring you? I said, I think I know. I think I know. Well, let's get to the bottom of it. Let's just talk about it. When people make space for you, you feel comfortable. When you're vulnerable and somebody makes space for you, you know that you can be vulnerable with them again so that the next time, maybe you're not having a good day. Maybe you're having an off day. You know that you can open up to yourself and you'll have that space and then you'll be in a good environment to do better. Okay. Instead of trying to push yourself to go there, hold your hand to go there together with you. And this is going to be hard at first. Okay. But I think that example of the friend and how a friend would speak to you is very good. Listen to how you talk to yourself. And I want you to think about your best friend. If your best friend said what you say to yourself, how would you respond? And I want you to pay attention to those responses because that's the kind of relationship that you have with yourself. If you're always responding with anger, defensive, like you do not have a great relationship with yourself and you need to work on that. Okay. Just like you would a friend, go and apologize to yourself. Listen to how you would want to be treated. Okay. This is, I don't want to take too much time on this because we could do a whole episode on that, but that is something that's really important. So after I talked about my anxiety and fear and I was opening up about me, you know, sharing my stream of consciousness and I was letting you guys see that, right? I started to talk about my queerness. And when I was talking about my queerness, I shared how I would just do things for my dad in order for him to love and accept me. Okay. Um, and, and the takeaway here is giving yourself away for acceptance. And you have to understand that when you do this, you're never truly accepted. Because what they are accepting is a version of you that you created, 
Okay. So my dad told me what he wanted, right? These, these masculine things were these things. These were the things that he was requesting of me. These were not things inside of me. These were things that naturally I wasn't gravitated towards. I saw he wanted that and that was something he would gravitate towards. So I, sh- I shifted and was it, um, was it called shape? Uh, oh my gosh. What is it called when some sh- shape, uh, shape shift? What is it called? I shifted myself into that masculine uh, boy or did the things so that he could accept me, but that was not me, you know, because if, if I was just to get in the room and write on a piece of paper, the things that I wanted to do, that wouldn't be on the paper. That wasn't in me. So I really never really got acceptance from my dad. What got acceptance with that was that mask that I created for him to like. So you have to understand that whenever you feel like you will be accepted if underlined or if I do this, you have to understand that you're not even being accepted. What's being accepted is what you're creating, that mass you're creating. And so if you truly want to be accepted and you want to feel accepted, the only way to do that is to be you and to show up and to say, this is me. And I hope that you accept it, you know, and, and when you do all the shape shifting, there we go. Shape shifting. <laughs> I'm not sure if I said that before, but shape shifting, right? When you do all the shape shifting, you have to understand that all those things that come with that, you know, the validation, the acceptance, the love, you don't, the reason you don't feel any of that is because you're not getting it. The, the person or the thing that's getting it is the mask and the characters that you're making up for that person. So this is something very important to consider when you're building relationships with people, your parents, or just anyone. And then as the episode continues, I start to talk about my story more, and you hear me at a lot of moments always rebuttal my own feelings with like blanket uh, comforting statements for the opposing side. That was a word vomit. Pretty much, I was sharing my experience as a child, right? And I was afraid that by me owning that and by me owning what truly happened, happened to me, happened in my life, that it would upset someone in my family and then I would lose them, right? And I want you to know that your story, right? When we think about the things that make up our our identity, right? If you have a piece of paper or even if you have a moment, I want you to just take a moment to think about what makes up your identity? If you could pick three things, right? I'm going to just let a, a little silence because <laughs> I think I know mine. Hey, it's me again. I know you're enjoying the show, but I want to keep it ad free the way it's been. That's the way it should be. And when you subscribe to this show, you're not only supporting your own healing journey, but you're helping us produce this show so that we can continue healing millions. Check out the description so you can find out how you can leap into healing and subscribe to the show today. I'm going to say my blackness, being black, my queerness, and being an artist, right? And when I say those things, they come with so much history. They come with so much experience, and they come with so much story. A lot of times, the story that you live, the life that you live, the experience that you have is a huge part of who you are and how you identify. So when you don't own your story, you're not truly owning your identity. You're not truly owning who you are. You're not really standing in who you are. You're not being you. Even when I 
was listening back to that story. I do that because I just really don't like hurting people's feelings. Like, yes, I'm here to make people feel comfortable and my family is included in that. And so when I own my story, I hope that they see it as, wow, he's helping people, but it is human and it is natural for anyone to feel a certain type of way, okay? They are a part of this. You know, they play a part in this. They can be affected. So they are allowed to have their feelings. You know, especially if my story paints them out in a light that they don't like about themselves. Or maybe they're like, that's not me anymore. And people are going to think that's me. So I completely get that, right? People are human. Allow people to have feelings. I'm not saying that, oh, by owning your story, nobody should be mad and nobody should blah, blah. That's not what I'm saying. Because just how people have to make space for your humanity, you got to make space for theirs, okay? And so if something does affect them or can affect them, of course, they can have feelings about that. They may be happy or sad. You can't control that. But you have to understand that you have the right to own your story. And when you know your story, you have to hold on tight to it. Because when you don't, anybody else can tell it. And if anybody else can tell it, that story that's a part of your life, they're also going to make up your identity. Didn't we just talk about that? How your story you know, contributes to your identity. And if you don't take ownership of it, somebody else can. And so that's why it's very important that you know your story and you protect it with your life. And I'm not saying you need to share it with the world like I do, okay? Because this is just my purpose on the earth, okay? This is why I do it. But I'm just saying that owning your story can look many different ways. You own it, okay? So you can decide what that looks like. Another thing is in me telling my story, I really always make sure that I emphasize that's how I felt and it felt like. Because feelings are not an opinion. Feelings are not right or wrong. And when someone feels a way, it is a natural instinct as humans sometimes to try to prove yourself or defend yourself and try to get the person to understand that you are this way um, and that you're not what they're thinking. But a lot of times it's not even what they think or, or how they're judging you. It's just how they feel. And when you just listen to how they feel as their experience, not the facts, not the truth, they're not saying that this is what it is. They're saying that this is how they feel. When you see feelings as just feelings and not facts and opinions, you have no need to fight them and to prove them wrong. You understand them for what they are, which is feelings. I know a lot of people are scared to share their story because they're just afraid of hurting someone else. You know, maybe the other person may not invalidate you or guilt you. They'll, they'll accept it and they'll know it's true, but you don't want to hurt them. And I want you to understand that if you don't hurt them, you hurt yourself. Somebody got to be hurt. Okay. So, (laughs) you know, if something happened 10 years ago, right. And you never said anything about it. You've been hurting for 10 years, right? Right. You had to hold that in you. Those words that you never shared or gave to that other person, you had to hold it in your gut and you've been holding that hurt and that pain. So when you put it out into the world, you got to understand that if it hurt you, it has the potential to hurt someone else. It's heavy. Especially these things that we hold down deep. This is heavy stuff. So you can't expect it not to hurt people. You can't expect people to not have a reaction. Okay. But you have to understand that that's not your fault. Don't internalize that. Don't think that by your, by you owning your story, you cause so much pain to other people. I see a lot of that in families. It's like a lot of guilting of like, why would you do this to her? Why are you telling her this? Because if not, you got to hold that pain. And what happens is we hold so much pain and we hold all this baggage and we hold so much in our gut that at some point it's too much for some people. I I don't want to say the S word, but the I, the S, Y, 
rates are really high. I don't even know what that was. That was weird. I know this is a serious moment, but y'all know me. Okay. No, but seriously, like that's the reason why is because people feel like they have to hold so much in because they don't have spaces to share the words that they need to share. Let these people hold that hurt. Let them hold that truth. Let it be out in the world because if it's not in the world, then you got to hold that and you don't deserve that, especially when something happened to you. I don't know if you if you see that as victimization or whatever, but sometimes we are victim to things and that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. It's not okay that you're, you know, it happened, but it's okay. That's the reality. And so you already experienced what happened to you, right? And so now you got to go 20 years of holding that pain in your stomach and nobody else knowing and everybody else living their life and being happy and you just got to be in pain. Oh no, baby. Oh no. Own up. Own up. Own up to your story and let that out and let other people feel what they need to feel. Okay. And once they feel it, they'll heal. They'll get over it. That's not yours to hold. And there was a moment in the podcast where I also just talked about not talking about those things that happened to us or those traumatic events or just those feelings that we have from long ago. Right. And how I sometimes had to call people to make sure that something happened because it just did not get talked about. And this is so important that I share because this literally happened to me. Like I was, and I don't, I don't want to go too deep today. Okay. I don't want to go too deep, but I was assaulted sexually when I was younger for years by a sibling. Right. And it, it wasn't spoken about. It wasn't spoken about. And I was so young And to a point where when I got into my teenage years, I really started to question if it really happened. And 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 this is what happens with our stories. It's just like a language. You know, those people that took five years of Spanish in high school and now they can't even say hola. Yes, that's what happens when you don't share your story or when you don't own your story. I'm not saying that you need to shout it on top of a mountain or you need to tell the world. But our mind does a really good job sometimes of taking care of us. And if it doesn't think that it's needed, sometimes it will get rid of it. But by owning your story, you will receive so much power, so much dignity, so much confidence afterwards, and so much just comfort because you made space for yourself and you accepted your story when nobody else would. You will get so much more out of your story when you own it rather than when you ignore it. And I promise you that. And when it comes to apologizing for your story, don't shame or guilt yourself when you do it. Okay. You hear in the episode where I did it, right? And I was like, Tariq, stop apologizing for your story, right? And it was a silence. And I said it again, silence. And I said it again. But you see how I made space. I slowed down and I really just gave a hug to my inner child. And I gave a hug to myself. I made space. Literally in the podcast, seconds, I made space for myself because I know what it felt like to have no one accept my story, nobody to listen to my story. It was important for me to do that for myself. And I want you to know that it's going to happen. You probably went your entire life apologizing for your story or apologizing for your truth. So it makes sense that the moment that you're finally starting to share it, you instantly go to apologizing for it. Because you have spent a longer life apologizing for your story than owning it. So it's going to take a while for you to start owning it in the way that you 
that you see in your head that you want to, the way that you see is perfect, the way that you see is the best, right? Give yourself time, give yourself grace, and just know that by you just trying and making space for yourself, you're already doing it perfect, okay? The best, the perfect is just showing up for you, okay? And I'm using perfect only as like a hyperbole. I don't really think that anything can be perfect. I'm really just trying to find the top word for the best. I don't know. Just, I'm really just trying to emphasize that you got to show up for yourself. Okay. <laughs> um, but yes. So I want you to know that, yeah, you may apologize in the beginning and you, you know, you may in moments where you do want to speak up, you don't, but don't afterwards guilt yourself and be like, Oh, I should have said something where I should have did. You are nervous. Okay. Leave room for you to also be human while you're growing. Yeah. You may know better. Okay, but it gets scary sometimes. It's just that every time you got to try. And, you know, every time you try doesn't mean you're going to win. The point is that you tried. So moving on in the podcast around the 14 minute mark, I started talking about how I was juggled around homes and I went to my dad's ex-girlfriend's house, right? I was like, oh, if I shrink myself, I can have shelter. I can have acceptance. I can be safe. And because when you shrinked yourself, you got the result that you wanted, your mind was like, oh, if I shrink myself, then I can be safe. You know, maybe if I'm not too loud in this room, nobody will make fun of me. Maybe if I don't post the content, nobody will make fun of how many likes it got. You know, maybe if I don't try and it doesn't do too well in the beginning, then everybody won't know I'm a failure or that, you know, like it's like you shrink yourself so much because you're afraid of you know, what will come after. But I'm gonna let you know that the more you shrink yourself, the, the less you are able to really show up as big as you are. You are grand. You are valuable. You have so much to say. You have so much to do. You have so much talent. And the more you shrink yourself for acceptance, the less you will have in life. If you make yourself smaller, your house will be smaller. Your your, your car will be smaller. Okay, Thumbelina, I'm trying to tell you, if you want the bigger things in life, if you want the greater things in life, then you can't keep shrinking yourself. And it doesn't even have to be material things. These can be the big feelings, you know, the acceptance, the validation, the love, the, all of that. You can get all of these things, but only if you show up and be your big self and you can't shrink yourself, okay? Because you have to be seen. And towards the end of the episode, I talked about valuing what I provided and not who I am. Um, and I just want to say that you can't give anything that's not inside of you. And that's exactly why people can't give love when they don't have love, because it has to be in you. Yes, our actions is really what makes up our character, right? But you have to understand that what drives our actions are the thoughts, the feelings, and the virtues that we hold inside. So there's really nothing that I can give you if it's not inside of me. So when I was internalizing, you know, the praise that I was getting online and I was saying, you know, you guys don't love me, you love my eloquence. Even that example, that's inside of me. I loved words and reading ever since I was little. Like I used to use so many big words when I was little and not know the, the meanings of them. And my family would always say, Tariq, go look in the dictionary. And I'd be like, okay, because I loved words. So you see how that's a part of me. A lot of times when we don't feel secure, we will give anything or anybody else the credit for the things that we are. Hmm. Hmm. I had to sit on that one. I had to sit, I had to sit on that one because that's just so it's just so common that we when we don't feel like we're worth the praise, when we don't feel like we're worth whatever someone is giving us, we always have to attribute what we're getting from people to something else. 
And so that's why it was so important for me to work on my self-worth and how I viewed myself because it was really my insecurity that was telling me that I was not good enough. But that was because of my, you know, my childhood and all those different things like that, right? But I had to sit back first and understand, wow, I don't really value myself that much. I don't think that people like me, when they're clearly saying it and they clearly, you know, and so I had to go back and understand that, oh, that's me. That's within me. And I had to take ownership of those things again to understand that that is a part of me. Okay. So I can't give anything I don't have. And that's why they say, you know, you, you can't love other people if you don't love yourself. And I'm really just starting to understand that when I'm in a better place and I'm happier with myself and I'm more secure, I'm even better to other people. Like I'm just happier. I'm nicer. I'm way more patient. I'm I like, it's just, it's just so many different things, but we'll talk about that in a later time. So that is what the tools are for the last episode. When I say tools, the reason that I say tools is because every time that I talk about the generation before me or my parents or something, I always say like, I didn't expect them to know how to do the work because they didn't have the tools themselves and their parents didn't have the tools. And so what I do here is I just try to come and give the tools so that you can go and do the work and build the foundation that you want in your own life, in your own time and in your own way. So my name is Tariq Ali. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please rate, review, comment, follow, just support me, please. (laughs) I love you and I hope you have a great day and you continue making space for yourself. Okay, bye. Hey, it's Tariq Ali. A little birdie told me that you wish there was more frequent uploads to help you in your healing journey and that you didn't have to wait months for the next podcast episode. Well, now you don't have to. Check the description to find out how you can leap into healing, the subscriber edition of this podcast where you will get weekly episodes. Yep, you heard me, weekly episodes. These exclusive subscriber-only episodes will include tools and tangible practices and methods I've come up with to help you heal and grow, reviews of the main show episodes for messages you may have missed, and even more bonus episodes like affirmations, mindset shifts, and Ask Tariq. Check out the description so you can find out more and start leaping into healing today.